listening to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke, an all-access pass to Fairfield University Lacrosse. And welcome to this special episode of the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. It's postseason time, which means it's time to break down the MAC Women's Lacrosse Championship that will be held right here at Rafferty Stadium on Thursday, May the 2nd. The semifinals, the championship on Saturday, May the 4th. It is going to be a phenomenal tournament. Hope that you can be here for us for those games. Fairfield takes on Marist in the one versus five matchup as Marist knocked off Manhattan just a couple of days ago. And then Siena as the three seed, they will take on Monmouth. We're going to preview all that. We're going to hear from a couple of Fairfield players as well. But first, Laura Field is with me here. And coach, kind of this weird state right now because we had this chat maybe a week or two ago saying, well, we have this sort of odd gap week. There used to be the Wednesday game before the quarterfinals. That's gone. So you haven't played now for 10 days. What goes on in a week like this? Yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I think we're happy to have um, a little bit of time to heal and get a little bit healthier, um, get some sleep for the kids that are in the start of their exam period. Um, but, you know, we like to gear up for games. It's kind of our, our, our thing. So, um, you know, we haven't known who we're going to compete against for a little while. So, you know, you're, you're just competing against each other. We tried to have a good week of practice where we had a lot of competition, um, split them up into different teams and, and simulate some live play. But, you know, we're excited to actually have uh, an opponent uh, – on the slate. Now, this is the second time that Fairfield has had a large gap in between games, which kind of now proves as a helpful experience because the fact that you've learned what it, you know, what goes on from, you know, a 10-11 day gap without a game, it wasn't the greatest of times for you because it was after Denver, so you're hoping for a response from the team. Got the win against Sacred Heart, but it was much more of a challenging game than you were anticipating. So now, what was the thing that the group learned from that week that now they can change things up perhaps coming into a championship week with a bye the week before? The, the good news right now for this gap is that you don't need a whole lot of motivation to, to stay up. Um, I think they understand that at this point you're playing for, for bonus time um, and everything matters. So as opposed to the midseason gap where you know, you're just getting through it, slogging through to the next game, um, this is uh, a luxury. This is something that, that not everybody gets right now. So um, you know, motivation wasn't hard to come by. Um, keeping them uh, mentally checked in is, is is always a task, but, you know, I think they're also on board. You know, we've talked about it all year long. I've got really, really great players and really good senior leadership, and they're motivated, and, and they help motivate the rest of the group. So now we look briefly back at the last game, which seems like an eternity ago. It was senior day for Fairfield. They took on Canisius, wrapped up the 8-0 and regular season goal, which I know when we talked with Kathleen Holzman, she said there are a number of goals that this team set. One is obviously make the postseason. Another is to host conference tournament that was checked off but this group has never gone eight and zero in the nine team format that happened was there sort of a, a relief perhaps that another goal gets checked off or maybe a little bit of extra fired up you know motivation knowing that okay we've now checked off all of our goals from the regular season you know I, I love how the girls set their goals um you know they're very transparent about what they ex- what they want and what they expect um you know so we were uh, we were happy at the effort to get us there um it was a tough game 
Um, you, you know, Knutis's record does not indicate how good a team that they are, and they, they were motivated to get into the postseason, and it showed. Um, you know, we were down four, you know, late into the second half, and, and rallied back. So, um, all of that probably matters more to me than the the eight and zero. Eight and zero is great, but you know how we're playing, how we're setting ourselves up for the postseason is a little bit more important. So, um, that fight was important for us to feel it and to show it and to actually execute on a you know a, a senior day um, on Easter weekend to go eight. You know, when you have all those distractions lined up, uh, it was good to see. And also you had a little bit of a highlight reel moment, not even too far into the game, where Jill Winwood goes backhand, top shelf, gets on SportsCenter, case of mistaken identity perhaps yeah, yeah. after that as well. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that more in a moment. But still, there was a little bit of everything. And you always look at it in a sports perspective where – you want that little bit of adversity right before postseason. You know, having a loss right before a conference tournament might not be the worst thing in the world, but you talked about the fact that your group had to fight late on, and Fairfield trailed 10-6 10 minutes into the second half. Wasn't, you know, the greatest of starts coming out of the locker room, but, you know, Winwood gets one, Kelly Horning gets one, Deanna DeVita. What is it about Canisius that gets Deanna going? Because I remember last year in the regular season, hat trick, outstanding performance in postseason play against them and then here we are again she puts in another multi-point performance yeah it, it, it was a um, it was a great game for the whole team I mean I think what what is seared in sort of my memory is we lost the last draw uh, before that goal went down Haley Durkin who's a sophomore created a turnover came back and Deanna DeVita scores so you have two sophomores who are not on everybody's uh, prep sheet you know Deanna certainly had some great games but you know we have um, some upper class offensive uh, power powerhouses that that probably draw a little bit more recognition but you know to see those two kids have phenomenal end of games that we needed um it's exciting i mean that's important to us you know she came up with a big winner 29 seconds ago and i also appreciated from fairfield's perspective after that goal found the way to kill off games and you know how important it is at this time of the season up one with under a minute to go you have to be perfect because everyone's, you know, doubles are going to be coming over. They're going to pull the goalie. So Fairfield executed in the last minute, which you'd have to think could be coming up a couple more times uh, come this next weekend. Yeah, you know, our one goal wins have, have showed us a lot about how to play. Um, you know, it, it's important to to finish out games. You know, we would love to have a little bit more breathing room in all of those games, but I'm, I'm super proud of, of the effort that the kids have put in to get the those type of games uh, out of our season. So now we look ahead here to the postseason. It's interesting, though, because for you guys, and also Monmouth as well, had the bye this past Saturday. How much are you looking at the streams as it happens? How much are you looking at live stats? Or are you just kind of allowing everything to play out, and then once you find out, it's then going to work? I, you know, actually, I think we did watch the games. Um, you know, I know I did. I know a lot of my players did as well. Um, you know, they, they enjoy the game in addition to just being players. So we were watching live. We knew what was happening. We knew um, – what the results meant in terms of who we were going to play. So, um, you know, all of that uh, I think is good. I think it's good to be invested into what is coming up next. And what's coming up next is Marist College, a team that Fairfield has plenty of history with, both in the regular season as well recently in postseason. But that was a crazy game. They knock off Manhattan, which, you know, kudos to them, an outstanding season for the Jaspers. Obviously, you know, preseason projected last in the league and they get a home playoff game and we're inches away from perhaps making it to the semifinals but Marist they've got a couple of special kids on that team one a lot of people know Haley Wagner is outstanding at the draw she had 20 draw controls the other we can probably say was the most 
outstanding individual performance offensively in tournament history and Samantha Mahalik who not only dropped 11 goals but she had the winner inside the final 10 seconds when you look at somebody like that obviously you know what's going to happen but a player has just that zone that everyone wants to live in so when you take away all that how does a team maybe look at that and say okay you have to tip your hat but there's still another game to go. Well, and, you know, I think as an opponent, we approach that by saying, okay, um, you know, we, we obviously we have known her, we know her, we um, we are prepped for her even in advance of that game. Um, but, yeah, it's an outstanding game for her, but they have a lot of threats. Um, you know, Haley Wagner is one of them. Uh, Kelly George is another. They're, they have some great players. So, you know, I, I think we're aware of all of them, and we consider every single kid who sets foot in that offensive end um, – a scoring threat um you know hopefully i think we we have some good players to to combat that and we have some offensive scoring threats of our own um we know it's going to be a battle it's always a contentious game um it is always a very tight game so you know it doesn't necessarily matter what someone did the game before um it matters what's on the field the day we play two teams met back on april the 6th it was one goal victory for fairfield on the road in poughkeepsie a little bit of revenge from last year where it was a one goal game here at rafferty stadium it was kind of a game that a lot of people expect to happen as you said both teams have some great firepower both teams have very good goalies as well so it's going to be the little small things that come away um you were able to kill the game off at the end at the end similar to the Kanisha's game getting some goals at the right time a 5-0 run in the middle portion of the contest but if we look back on that what was the biggest takeaway from you at that time that might help you now this coming weekend uh, I think it's exactly what you just described you know it's a it's a back and forth game and you have to be able to withstand that. Um, and you have to know it's going to come. And there's going to be runs on either direction. But to, to be able to stay calm, stay measured, um, kind of chip away at the things that we have to do, um, eat clock if we have to. But, yeah, you know, we want to perform in the clutch. And I think the one thing that we have shown with all these kind of uh, nerve-wracking games is that, that we can come through in the clutch. The last one that I have for at least on the championship weekend, there's a lot of things that happen not only within the game, but that happen outside the game. For those who have never seen before, you know, there's this big build up to the tournament, obviously, media attention. You have the uh, po- the postseason awards show and the banquet that comes in. And actually, you guys, I believe, are going to be doing double duty on that Wednesday night, not only with the women's lacrosse award show, but also the Fairfield athletics show that's going to be happening that night as well. How, as a coaching staff, and I know, uh, Kara McCune and Murray talked about this recently in a previous pod where, you know, it's about trying to just feel the pulse of the team and keep them sorted together. But, you know, on a week like this, how does how do you keep everybody's head at seat level and make sure just to stay focused, even with all this outside attention happening? You know, we're trying to simulate a lot of what we would do if we were on the road, um, you know, kind of bubble our team a little bit. Um, so we'll do some organized team meals, some organized events. And, you know, yes, we have um, uh, two banquets to go to back to back on Wednesday night, but, um, you know, they're a luxury to have to go to, you know, you say have to, and, and the reality is we get to. Um, so, you know, we're keeping it within focus, but we're going to stay together as a team. We're going to do a lot of things together. Um, so, you know, we just keep the, for lack of a better word, the vibe the same, uh, depending on where we are. Outstanding. And now uh, we're going to have a couple of players coming on here in the back half of the show. Maggie Reynolds and Jill Winwood told also roommates as well. So that should be an interesting dynamic. But uh, quick take from the uh, Sports Center case of mistaken identity uh. where Jill <laughs> scored the backhand goal, gets called Meg Graham on the show. Now. 
from your perspective, did you have a little bit of a chuckle? I had a little bit of a chuckle, but they're both on the field at the time. So, you know what? Um, they're both great players. But, um, you know, Jill is about as humble as they come. So I'm not sure she was too worried other than the grief she's been getting from everybody else. But, um, y- you know, it, it's great to get on SportsCenter. It's great to be seen. Um, and, and, and we know who scored. So we're okay with that. For those who have not seen the goal, all you have to do is go onto our social media platforms at Fairfield Stags on Instagram and Twitter, and you could just look that one up for yourself. Well, Coach, best of luck this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we hope that perhaps we're going to be doing one more of these come next week. Thanks so much, JJ. Absolutely. And for, again, as a heads up, uh, for those who want to watch the games, of course, come on out to Rafferty Stadium. Fairfield will take on Maris at 3 p.m. with the game following Siena and Monmouth at 6. If you cannot make it here for those games, all games from this championship weekend will be on ESPN Plus with the final set for Saturday at noon. And when we come back, we will hear from Jill Winwood and Maggie Reynolds. Welcome back to this Women's Lacrosse MAC Championship preview episode here on the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. Uh, thanks again, as always, to Coach Field for sitting down and chatting with us. And now we have an opportunity to hear from a couple of the players, and they've been making some noise both on the field and as well in the media. We will get to that in just a couple of minutes. But first, introduce who's sitting down. Uh, one, it was part of the Mac All-Rookie team last year, and despite being sidelined with injuries at the end of the season, she came back like a woman on a mission, scoring multiple goals in a number of games this season including 12 in mac play and also a couple highlight reel goals as well and the other was all part of the part of the mac all rookie team last year and might make some history this season going in the 30 30 30 club and draw controls cause turnovers and ground balls just dominating things in the back we welcome to the pod jill winwood and maggie reynolds ladies thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us thanks for having us thank you for having us one was you were fist pumping for the wrong intro <laughs> defense maggie offense jill. yeah <laughs> yep all right so this season has been quite a ride for you guys there's been a number of ups there's been a couple of downs in there adversity as well but you are the regular season champions what does that mean when you guys kind of look and be like all right we're going to be hosting this thing starting this week um I think it's huge because we kind of just take it like game by game um this season in the MAC it's like it's pretty obvious that it's every team is a competition and so we just have to take it game by game and like practice as hard as we can and just prepare for what's next now both of you two obviously were part of the championship team last year and I mentioned in the open Jill last you you missed the back end of the season including uh, the conference tournament for you though having an opportunity to kind of see what it was like and you know experience what it was from the sidelines what did you take from that experience last year that has helped you this year I mean, coming out with such an injury like that, it was, I mean, it was very upsetting, especially because we were going into the most important part of the season. But um, what I took from that is that I had to be, th- be there for my teammates on the sideline. Um, I mean, everyone on the sideline does a great job at being hype, and it really does help us on the field, like, more than they could even imagine. So taking from that, I just really want to be out there on the field and give it my best because I never really got the opportunity to. So it's going to be good to see it from the other side now. Was that the extra motivation the off season? Because when Coach Field told me – in the uh, in the fall season, she said Jill is like way ahead of schedule right now. Everything yeah. is going. So how much did you were you pushing to know? I got to get back there. I got to experience this for myself. Oh, every single day. I mean, I was going to PT three times a week. I was always pushing my physical therapist. I mean, he could tell you I probably drove him crazy. I was always mm-hmm. like wanting the extra step. Like when can I run? When can I do this? And then on top of that, doing work by myself, it got me back to 
play early. So. That's awesome. And Maggie, for you, you were uh, pretty much a fixture in the lineup every game last year. Same thing goes for this year, but it's a little bit of a different role for you this year defensively. Uh, the coach told us in previous episodes that Megan Beach, who was the lockdown defender on the crease, had to be pushed into a different position. You took over that. So what have you taken away from that little adjustment uh, this season? Um, I think it's that when, when any one of your teammates goes down, you just have to like pick it back up either you can't really stop what you're doing um so that's when you need to just step up and that's what's really great about our team no matter whether you're freshman upperclassman whatever we all mesh so well together and anyone is willing to step up and everyone does step up so it makes it like we just can all go back together and just do what we have to do. Yeah, what is it about this next player up mentality? Obviously, Coach Field has talked about it frequently about, okay, there's going to be an injury. We've seen a number of them this year. We saw a number of them last year. How do you guys buy into something like that? I mean, I think every player is better than the next on our team, and I think that's what's good about it. So being that Beach did come out with an injury, Maggie filled the spot like great, and we were able to – filled the spot even when Mams was out with the injury so I mean even though it stinks not to have them in the game we do fill the spots well and I think that we recover well knowing that we need to fill big shoes. Now as we look towards this MAC championship tournament not too often do you have the opportunity to play playoff games at home this year you get the chance to host it last year you had a quarterfinal game a little bit of a taste of what it feels like to play at home but now having that opportunity Maggie what does this mean not only to this team but as well to, you know, the program down the road? Um, I think it's huge because I'm pretty sure we haven't hosted in years, a long time. 2005 was the yeah, last one. Yeah, so it's been a while, and we've worked really hard for this, and this was our goal um, to be here at the end of the season, and it's huge to have, like, the home field advantage. We can have, like, a big crowd, which will cheer us on, so that definitely helps and boosts our confidence. Um, so it just it's just great and exciting, and especially to, like, be part of this part. Um in like the program history so and hopefully it continues yeah now I know that there was a little bit of a kind of a bitter taste at the end of last year in the NCAA tournament game down at Loyola does that give you guys motivation to get back there this year and to maybe avenge and maybe even get a win in the in the uh, NCAA tournament yeah absolutely I mean I was on the sideline again but like just being there the environment I think we could make more of a name for ourselves than we did I mean it was the first time we'd been there in a little while and everyone on the team was fairly new we had a lot of um like fresh people on the field a lot of freshmen were playing mm -hmm. so um the team was fairly new but I think to get back and do it again with a team that has a little bit more veterans on it will be better to make a name for ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly going to be fun to watch you guys go throughout this postseason. Now, it's interesting in looking at your guys' class specifically. You talk about the veteran experience. Almost everybody in your sophomore class has contributed in some major fashion. How is that for you guys, knowing that, yeah, there's going to be the senior class that's going to go after the season is over, regardless of what happens, but knowing that, okay, now it's our turn to kind of lead this program in the direction. Where do you guys want to take this uh, starting not only just this weekend, but starting down the road? Um, I think, come, like, especially coming in as freshmen last year and getting the opportunity to play, um, the upperclassmen, I mean, everyone on the team is so welcoming, but especially the upperclassmen really, like, took us under their wings and, like, made us feel comfortable. Like, you could not tell who's a senior. Like, that's how well we all mesh together, and that's what makes it so great. So I think – especially next year be like that will be an upperclassman so we have to make sure we're treating like the underclassmen the same and just continuing the role that we had like for our, from our leaders when we were underclassmen 
So I think that's huge and just making everyone feel welcome and grades don't really matter whether you play or not and that's what makes us such a close, like, great team. Now, it's funny that you talk about meshing because when you go up and down the roster on the website, you see a number of same schools that players come from from their high school level. You, Maggie, is one of four from St. Anthony's where you have yourself, you have Taylor Mitchell, Megan Beach, and Megan Graham all from the same program. What is that like when you know, okay, I've been playing with some of these players for years, and Jill, I'd have to assume for you a lot of the same club players that you've been in around as well. What is that like knowing that gone through the club days, the high school days, and you get to do it here? This group must probably be as tight as anybody. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Maggie and I and Kennedy Slater, we all played on um, travel team together. My high school team really wasn't much for me, so everything that I got was <laughs> is, out of travel ball. This is ball. not a knock on your high school no, team. No, not, not at all. <laughs> Love you, KP. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I really looked forward to doing everything with our travel team because that's pretty much what got me everywhere. So, I mean, coming to college with the three of them and the fact that we all do play, we already have such great chemistry. And then on top of that, she had – you had high yeah, school people. High school, and yeah, yeah. It was really cool, especially when I committed here, and I knew um, Taylor Mitchell and Megan Beach were already here, and I got the chance to play with Megan Graham in high school. So it was really cool to, like, just be able to – we can carry it over and have four more years together and just, like, grow together and with a new team and a new environment. So it made it really fun. Now, it is funny also because St. A is not the only high school that has multiple players from the same team. You also have three that come from the Academy of the Holy Cross down in Maryland. Mm -hmm. you got a couple of players that come from Immaculate Heart, New Jersey – is there a battle for high school supremacy on this team? <laughs> I mean, not really. People always make the jokes of Long Island, how there's a ton of Long Island people, or raise your hand if you're from St. Anthony's, or yeah. <laughs> Long Island versus everyone else. But um, it's it's just really nice that um, we all come from same kind of families, close together. All of our parents can come since we all live somewhat close to the Tri-State area, so... It makes a lot of fun. It's certainly a rowdy group that's always down below us in the stands. (laughs) But, hey, that's part of the home field atmosphere, and that's something that Fairfield's going to get this coming weekend. Now, we mentioned at the top of this segment, highlight real goals. Jill Winwood. That's a That was a snipe. Let's be honest here. You took that the backhand first goal as well against Canisius. You know, for you – you practice that, I would have to assume, a little bit often? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it since high school. Like, I mean, a couple times in practice, I'll just try and throw it in. But, in the, I mean, before that play, I was not expecting to do it at all. I mean, everything was just perfect the way that it happened. I mean, everyone was spaced so well, and the feed was beautiful, and the defender was just on my left shoulder, so I knew that my back was open. And then kind of just unconsciously did it, and then it went in. And afterwards, I think if you watch it, it's me watching the screen like, oh, my God, like that actually did happen. So, I mean, it was insane. And then seeing it on SportsCenter, unfortunately, they did call me Meg Graham. <laughs> we, we were going to get to that, <laughs> but, yes, now you brought up the elephant in the room. I remember waking up on Sunday, and I heard that there was a possibility. I knew that the guys in the back sent the clip up to Bristol. And then I look down, and I hear you know the voice coming in. And it's like, Fairfield University, Megan Graham. And I'm like, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> no, huh. that's okay. I mean – it's, it's okay that they compare me to Meg Graham because she's a great person, one of my good friends. So um, it's all right. My family's actually been calling me Meg for the past couple of days as a joke. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke. But, um, no, I woke up to texts from Meg, and she was like, I'm so sorry that they put my name on SportsCenter. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, 
I mean, although it, I am the center of attention with it, without everyone else on the team and in that play, like the spacing and the way everything happened, the feeds, it wouldn't have been possible. So, no, it's not well, only on me. It's good that you guys are taking a good stride because yeah. <laughs> I remember I was like, oh, this is a little bit awkward. Here. No, Come I kind of laughed it I, off. I, I know that we sent everything in right. So, to our friends up at ESPN, Come on, guys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little apology would be great. <laughs> they got it right on NCAA. Yeah, that NCAA. Did, yeah. 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 Number three this past week on the uh-huh. NCAA social media feed. But the one serious question that I actually have to ask is now because of the shot clock, you don't you see actually those kind of creative shots more and more now mm-hmm. as opposed to the past where, you know, that's a very low percentage shot where you could just reset it out and work for a better. Are players now trying, you know, skills like that, knowing that if you don't have enough time, you might as well at least try to get it off, see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think because of the shot clock, when it gets down to like usually 20 and below, everybody's screaming like fire, fire, shoot the ball. So I think whatever you have and whatever you can do to try and get the ball in the net is what players are trying. I mean, I think there was a couple trick shots during our games, just like Twizzler, like twizzling the stick backhanded, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get a goal at that time. Absolutely. Well, if you haven't seen it, make sure to go to the Fairfield Stags, all, all social media channels. We have it on Instagram, on Twitter. I believe it's on Facebook as well, uh, and certainly blew up on Saturday evening into Sunday morning. Now, before we go, I was told before you two were coming in that it's a package deal. It's a roommate deal. <laughs> now, Jill, you said before, not <laughs> by choice. And is there some sort of animosity we need to get out no, here? No, no, no. It's just a, it's just a joke. Um Freshman we, year, we got put together yeah. randomly somehow. I don't oh, know. So that, this that is that year happened. two. Yeah, this is oh. our second year. So freshman year, we got into a forced triple. So we were um well closer than expected. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely didn't. I, I did not expect to be rooming with her freshman year, but yeah, this she, year was my she choice. She called me over the summer and was like, when the roommate thing came out, she's like, oh my god, like your name's on my thing. I was like, okay, like Haha, yeah, you're funny. Like stop, I'll <laughs> check it later. Hung up the phone. Like didn't even entertain the conversation. And then I checked later. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, we're really roommates. My mom was like, this can't be real because we played travel ball. I mean, we had been friends since like ninth, eighth grade. So it was insane. But I'm, I'm happy. She's like the <laughs> sister I never had. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm curious, what is that like? Because obviously you spend so much time in the locker room, so much time on the field with each other. Does lacrosse stay at lacrosse and room stays at room, or is there kind of like a mix I think it's kind of a mix, considering majority of our friends are from the team. Sure. So, I mean, lacrosse is a huge part of our life, and college here, obviously, it takes up a lot of our time. Um, And we're all really invested in lacrosse, so it is a topic we talk about a lot, but we have... Yeah. yeah. I think we we separate it well, but, I mean, I think they intertwine sometimes, but it's... It's at the right times, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you guys do just to kind of de-stress? Do you have any sort of, like, roomy nights or whatever? Um, Well, I have, like, we always watch Grey's Anatomy. It's always on loop on the TV. (laughs) Like, you walk in, it guarantees it's on the TV. Um, I have, like, a little stem machine. So, like, the night before, we will be stemming ourselves. Anything that hurts. Honestly, any chance we get, we will just lay in our beds. (laughs) Yeah, really, (laughs) because that doesn't happen often. So, anytime we can be horizontal. That's, the time. that's what we want especially in the season you know, <laughs> yeah, anytime exactly. there, there is no let's go out for a night let's just uh, it's always hang back yeah and, no sleep yeah. is the number one priority 100 okay, percent. Really? believe it so who's the napper or jill able, that's jill? me yeah. okay she could sleep i think all day if someone yeah. let her see but i am productive i can wake up if i need to but if i know i can sleep jj i can hibernate hibernate <laughs> yeah really I'm going like 24 hour period <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, good to know. Hey, maybe at the end of the season, uh, you know, a couple of trophies yeah. back there that, that yeah. makes sleep a little easier, right? I know. No <laughs> sleep till victory. That's yeah. what I keep saying. There we go. I'm going to use that as well. I like that. <laughs>
Ladies, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. We Thank really appreciate you. it. And good luck in, uh, in the tournament this weekend. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank you for much. having us. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned on social media at Fairfield Stags, at Stags Women's Lax, and at Stags Men's Lax. So until next time, JJ Duke signing off. Go Stags. Woo! <laughs> The Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For all information related to Fairfield Lacrosse, log on to fairfieldstags.com. <laughs>